Well, I started uh, last week. I took and uh, was jotting down some ideas for what we're going to work on for the rest of the month. And of course, that never works out because when you start making your own plans, God will give you something else to work on. And this week has not went the way I envisioned it going. And uh, a lot of that has to do with me because, you know, I have a strong faith. I believe that when I pray for something, I'm going to have it received. So when things don't work out exactly the way I asked for, uh, I have to start looking into why why it didn't. And uh, it's been a, an interesting week. We went from what would be a election day to an election week. And um, in reality, we're still don't know what the outcome is yet. And uh, have to wonder why that is. And one thing is that when we pray, sometimes our prayers are not just about us. And uh, we've talked many times in the past about prayer and how it works. And we have our, our individual prayers. And then when we come together, when we come together as husband and wife, our prayer is amplified. The Word tells us this. When we come together in agreement, our prayer life is amplified. The more agreement we have here on earth, the more power that we can bring down from heaven. We can multiply our prayers. God gives us free will. He gives us the ability to accept him, not accept him, go with him, not go with him. We can do as we wish. And what we do as a group, as a group of Christians, as a church, also as, we, as just a group of people, as a community, as a nation, if we don't come together, we're not going to get the results that we seek. 1 Samuel 8, verses 7 and 8. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken the voice of the people in all they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, they have rejected me, that I should reign over them according to all the works which they have done since the day I have brought them of Egypt, and even unto this day, there within they have forsaken me. They have served other gods. So do they also unto thee. Therefore hearken unto their voice, howbeit ye protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of a king that shall reign over them. How does that apply today? We see the Israelites and from the very beginning when they are in slavery, we have to go back and ask, how did that happen? Because we have a Pharaoh that did not know Joseph. Why did he not know Joseph? Because they stopped talking about him. They stopped talking about the great things that God had done. They stopped talking about God's power, God's greatness, God's goodness. And it led them to be enslaved. They come out. They have all of these series of events. God helps them all along the way. And every time they want to keep God at arm's length, they say, oh, give us the law. 
we can do it ourselves, give us rules to follow. They don't want to follow the prophet. They don't want to follow the judges that he appointed. They don't want to follow God. They want to do it themselves. And how does that apply to us? It's the same thing. We want to take God out of everything. We want to remove Him from it. We don't want to be accountable to God. And when we don't want to be accountable to God, we don't want to have godly leaders. We don't want people bringing that up. It's why our churches are so empty. Because they don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear what they're doing wrong. They don't want to hear the changes that need to be done. They don't want to hear the correct way to live a life. They want to do what they want to do. We had a man, and he has been on the side of God. He stood with God, he stood with Israel, he stood with the American people, he stood with the little guy, the common folk. Making peace that's never been done before. Putting Jerusalem in its proper place. Lowering the cost of medications. And doing many other things. Standing with the church. Fighting for the lives of the unborn. Fighting for the American family. And every step along the way, from the very beginning, there has been opposition. 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 We don't always like everyone. But this dislike has turned into a hatred. And this hatred has turned into something that Satan can use to further his work. He can turn us against God. Making everything seem normal to do so. It doesn't matter how we feel about the person. We have to look about how the person feels about God. Because there is not no person that doesn't have a past. And yes, there's many things they brought up, have things that's been done, and that, yes, on the great throne of judgment, he will have to answer for, just like each and every one of us will have to answer for the things that we have done, things we wish we could change. We're all 
human. We all make mistakes. And we all are just trying to do the best we can. And that's why we need salvation. We need Jesus. We need God in our lives. We need that guidance. We need that wisdom. We need that love. Why is the world in such chaos? We are being judged. We have brought this upon ourselves because when we turn against God, this is what happens. God allows us to be judged. His judgment comes and these things happen. That's why we are in such a state that we are right now. The other day, I seen uh, an interview. People were walking around interviewing people on the streets, asking about hot topics. They were talking about abortion. And they say, yes, yeah, we should have the right to choose. It's a choice. And they had a follow-up question that asked, okay, well, how, how late should you go? Because, you know, it's not good enough that we can just have a choice, but we have to have such a long time to determine such a thing. And what this person said really, really baffled me. It's really baffling me what people are, are saying, what people are willing to admit on video, what they're willing to say, what their real true beliefs are that's coming out. And they asked, they said, how long should a person be able to decide if they should abort a baby. And with a serious look and a straight face, she said, three years old. Three years old. And this is one person. We are no longer valuing life. We want to have our religious freedoms. We want to be able to, to worship, praise our God. But because nobody else believes, because God's not important to them, they want to shut us all down. Because they don't see the importance of it. They don't see... Why it matters. And when something isn't important to you, you see no point in anybody having it. They want to take away our rights. We should be able to State our opinions. It is part of the freedom of America is be able to have your opinion and be able to give your viewpoint. But we see here in this year that if your viewpoint is not in agreement with the viewpoints of the people that control the media, then your viewpoint doesn't count. 
we see the President of the United States of America being consensored. And whether you voted for him, whether you agree with him, he is still the President of the United States. And that position should be respected no matter who is in that office. But yet, social media, the news, takes it upon themselves to consensor what they're saying. To put little links on there to show that it might not be true that these are what the facts are. Last week we talked about programming and it just continues to go on and on and on. There's telling us how to think and what to do and it's none of it is where we need to be. We're being consensored. Every time we take God out of the picture, Sodom and Gomorrah, Nineveh, Jonah was sent to Nineveh to tell him, hey, what you're doing is not right. Abraham, he interceded for Sodom. He told God if there was just this many people or that many people, and God said yes, if there's just that many. And that, right now, is the lesson for us. is what we need to be doing right now. We see the big division that we have going on in the world right now. And we look at the both sides. And one side is against God. That's a lot of souls that I'm in question about. That's a lot of souls that may have a eternity in a place that's mighty warm. That's a lot of souls that we need to be concerned about and we need to be working on right now. We all have a blame in this. As Christians, as churchgoers, we got a responsibility too. So we get so caught up in the religious aspects of it and how everything should be just so and how we should dress and what we should do and what the policy and procedures are that we lose sight of what's important. And that is the message of Jesus Christ. That is see, seeing souls one. That is seeing the truth of God come out and be put into practice. And we are not doing this. We are having our little traditions, our little, that's the way we've always done it. And we're not making a difference in the world. We are not being God's hands and feet. We are not doing what we need to do. We are just putting on a show. And honestly, we're making ourselves look foolish. I used to take in a lot of different 
pastors trying to be the best I can be, seeing how they do it. And my list keeps getting cut shorter and shorter as I see things that just don't line up with the Word of God. One study said that you should only focus on 12 different messages, 12 different subjects through the course of the year. There's a whole lot more than 12 subjects in the Word of God. There's a whole lot more going on in the world than that could be covered by 12 subjects. We can't just keep regurgitating the same stuff over and over again. We can't overlook what's going to hurt people's feelings. Because there's a whole lot worse things than hurt feelings. Damnation in hell is a whole lot worse than having hurt feelings. Living in a world that's corrupt, that's overrun with sin, is a whole lot worse than hurt feelings. A lot of people talking about revelation, a lot of talking about end times. And I'm not going to do that. Because they've been talking about the end times since Jesus first took off. Waiting for Him to come back any time now. And yes, I'm waiting for Him to come back too. And I'm excited about it. And I'm looking forward to it. And He's coming. And probably sooner than later. But they've been saying that for a while. But I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on the here and now. What we can do right now. How can we be prepared for it right now? We can't just throw our hands up and wait. There's stuff to be done. We see this year an election's different than we've ever seen before. And there's a a lot of a lot of questions. I'm not going to call it anything else. I'm just going to say that. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. There's a lot of things that make you wonder. A lot of things that don't seem quite right. And I'm sure within the next upcoming weeks we'll have some of these questions answered. But the fact is that we, that we, we have to have these questions answered. That is a problem. A fact that there is so much division. A fact that there is People that's willing to go to such great lengths just to get what they want. A fact that we cannot depend upon the things that we hold sacred. And all of these things circle back to one thing. The fact that we have taken God out of it. We have taken God out of it. We have a choice. We can make a turnaround and start bringing Him back. Start making Him a part of it. We can start walking the walk with Him. Or we can continue to keep pushing Him away. But we know what's going to happen if we continue to do so. God's going to have enough. I know God's got a set plan. I know God's got a time whenever He says enough is enough. But I prefer that the time we have left be pleasant, be good, be joyful, that we can have the benefits that God has already given us.
But that only works if we allow him to be part of our lives. Allow him to be part of our lives. That's all God has ever wanted. He wanted to be with us. He wants a family. And then sin keeps coming. People keep coming and pushing him away. Pushing him away. Keeping him at a distance. Putting up walls. Putting up barriers. And I just don't understand. If anyone has truly experienced the power of God, have prayers answered in their lives. That's better than anything that this world can give us. The power of God is better than any political power. It's better than any dominance we have over man. It's better than any amount of money. It is a true treasure. And it's something that we all can have and all can share. Love trumps hate. Peace trumps war. And God trumps Satan.